Welcome to 2022 Eigen Family. So guys, like, share, comment, subscribe. If you haven't done so already, and then, um... Sorry, this is sickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a <laughs> Omicron uh, supported episode. Yeah, sponsored, sponsored by, by Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, check out the website, guys. Eigenbros dot com. Eigenbros on Instagram. Eigenbros mm-hmm. on Twitter. Eigenbros two on TikTok, as you already know. And then patrons, guys. Thank you guys so much once again. Seriously, uh, we love you guys. Of mm-hmm. course, love to see you guys. Saw your faces last episode. Yeah. It was a uh, true blessing. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I was. really enjoyed it. And yeah, if you guys want to become patron members, check out patreon.com slash Bros as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, hopefully we can have some things lined up for this year even. Yeah. Uh, and this is just a start of the new year. Yeah. What a, what a weird... T- no, I was going to take it aside, but... Yeah. I'm I mean, not, we can. Why we not? We can? All right. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the folks are here for... The topic of the day, which right. is quantum gravity. Thank you. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but I do want to take an aside and say it's been a crazy two years. I can't believe it's been. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't want to really dive, uh, indulge conversation on COVID stuff, but mm. man, two years. Who would have thought we would have been in, right. a, in a pandemic or whatever? <laughs> what is what is so be, true, what man. is past? What is beyond a pandemic? Is it endemic or yeah, what, what endemic? What does that well, mean? Well, I guess and, and endemic, I don't know if that means it's worse, but it means like it's here to stay, basically. Uh, well, I guess like, it is here to stay. Yeah, we're going to pretty much have to adapt. Yeah. That's so. kind of the new normal, I guess. They would say like it's a new normal, and I guess it yeah. is. I mean, So, yeah, I mean, Omicron or not, whatever, we're going to do the episode. Life goes on. You know, <laughs> they have a, they have a, it reminds me of that carry on, carry, what does it keep? Wow, what is the British oh, keep had? Keep calm and carry on. Yeah, keep yeah. Omicron and carry on. <laughs> there you go. That's the phrase of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have Omicron and carry on. Like it's just. I mean, I mean, at this point, we have vaccines. So, if you haven't gotten a vaccine, then that's really on you. Yeah, it's free. Literally free. Right. Like, yeah. But anyway. right. But anyway, let's get to the topic at hand for the people who don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're not the, cool enough to uh, ride on only our personality. Yeah, and have a, <laughs> have just a pure, like, talking about something that people are just tired of hearing right. about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I guess... Uh, quantum gravity. Quantum gravity. So, pretty crazy and awesome topic. Very interesting, right? I'm surprised you picked this. I know, it's a stupid move, honestly. Because <laughs> I wasn't... <laughs> I was thinking I could study like for three days and gotcha. I would have enough, but but then you got sick. No. Yeah, then exactly. Like... And then I just was like, "Damn it!" And no, I don't. I think even if I wasn't sick, I still wouldn't be prepared oh, enough okay. to talk about this. It's just so well. Deep I mean, it's topic. such a big topic. It's such a deep topic and deep field, right? Um, it, no one's been able to answer the question. I mean, it's still a question that. Uh, the biggest minds, the galaxy brains of today, haven't right. really figured out. So. Right. And some of those people being Carlo Ravelli, he's one of the uh, guys who does loop quantum gravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one being Ed Witten, mm-hmm. of course, Shout father of the, of the string theory and father of this podcast. Yeah. More like <laughs> Hedward. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to throw some punches so that... He can catch wind of it and be like, <laughs> anger is and a never more... come on. Right. <laughs> oh, I see. You're trying to, you're trying to rile him up for yeah. that, uh, that hate collab. Yeah. <laughs> so he can like get a little bit angry at us and then right. notice us. Right. You know? Hacking the algorithm. <laughs> the human algorithm, that is. Exactly. <laughs> hate is a more powerful emotion than anything else. Right, so. right. <laughs> As Twitter has shown us. Yeah. <laughs> engagement. It, That's part of engagement. Right. But uh, to to go down down the list, also I think Juan Malasena is one. He's a string theory guy. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this earlier a little bit, uh, just yeah. for the audience to recap. And uh, yes, yeah, so what the hell even is quantum gravity? Why does gravity even be, need to be quantized? quantized? Yeah, you got What does it mean? Thoughts? What does it mean for gravity to be quantized? Right, right. right. Yeah, because I mean, like thoughts. Well, well, like for the listeners, you know, um, quantization is kind of a. At least in grad school, it's kind of a cool term when you hear it. This is the yeah. first quantization. Right, right. And it's like, what the hell is, damn, this sounds like a movie. Right. Like a this, We've talked about this a little bit in our uh, podcast of what is QFT, 
quantum right. field theory. So right. there'll be a little bit overlap, of course, sure. in this podcast. But yeah, I remember you mentioning the second quantization was like the uh, the 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 uh, was it the silhouette of one of the unlockable characters right, in the right. Tekken game. <laughs> it's like, what is that? That's kind of right. cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I mean, I think the first quantization is. Uh, is uh what is it quantum mechanics just correct correct so yeah. non-relativistic quantum mechanics yeah and then of course as you might expect the centi- the second quantization is the quantum field theory version or maybe the relativistic quantum mechanics I guess mm-hmm. I don't know how accurate that statement exactly is but you do second quantization on the fields basically yeah and we have done that with electromagnetism we quantize the yes correct know, get the photon correct correct yeah. And but mathematically, I was I always wondered what that looked like, but it's literally just putting, um, what was it? I'm trying to remember back to grad school. Yeah. We had that professor that derived, or showed us the derivation of the quant- the first quantization. Oh, okay. And it was like just he literally you literally just quantize the energies. You're like, hey, let's let's uh, suppose that the energies are quantized now, and this is what you get. Yeah, yeah, and that's well, kind I guess of it kind of comes from Bohr, right? Because Bohr right. had those energy levels from you know the whole ultraviolet catastrophe, right. as the dramatic physicist would say, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, and he basically was like, "Well, I guess uh, let's just say energy levels are quantized," and there you have it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I guess mathematically, you'd also say that quantization happens when you invoke the commutation relation, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the key to quantization is the commutator. Yeah. So to understand or explain that for the layman is basically there's a mathematical tool uh, called the commutator that shows that basically, long story short, what it shows you is that position and momentum become fuzzy uh, at that level where you can't measure one precisely and also the other. So you either have to measure completely accurately the position and have a fuzzy momentum or you measure completely accurately the momentum and have a fuzzy position. Yeah. Or you can do both in a fuzzy way. But you right. can't both. You cannot measure both of them in a very accurate way. Right. It's um. It's kind of got an interesting. Um, it's probably a shitty explanation, but I think it's no. Because I was thinking the mathematical formulation is that the the order at which you do things matters. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what the commutator is right. mathematically. Right, I right. wanted to give more of a conceptual right, right. explanation there. But like the mathematical one is like. Um, the order at which you perform the operations do matter. I think there's there's a good example of this. Somebody was saying like, you know, what's kind of legal is you you don't you put your pants on first before you put your underwear on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. If it's anti, yeah, that's a, that's an example yeah. of a of a non commutative uh, relation where yeah. you know putting underwear before pants is the right order. If you put pants before underwear, then you have a uh, anti-commutated uh, relation there in some <laughs> sense. But like putting on pants or socks, pants and socks, those are commutative. Yeah. You can put on socks or pants in any order. It doesn't matter. Yeah, You'll still matter. end up with the right result. Exactly. And that's basically what you're doing mathematically. Right. I'm sure it makes no sense to the well, later. No, it does. it does. That's kind of the property of it. Yeah. Not sure how useful that is, though. <laughs> no, because it, it, I mean, the point of it is that, I mean, because, I mean, there is a sort of... Um, that relationship is important when you when you go to position and momentum because yeah. you can measure one, um, but you and the other one you can't. Like, sorry, like well, I meant to say. Well, uh, the the mathematical property yeah. of commutivity will show you the result that one. Thank you. That, yeah. that both of them cannot be measured simultaneously to a high degree of precision. Right. Right. How that happens, you have to do the math to see it. But just mm-hmm. take that for a word. If you want to really get a glimpse into it, look at matrices. It's the it's this it's, it has to do with matrix multiplication. It does. If you remember from algebra class, you'll see that one matrix times the other does not necessarily mean the other matrix time is not necessarily equal to the other matrix times the other. Right. God, I'm saying things so badly today, but I hope people can understand. It's the cron. <laughs> it's the cron talking, dude. It's cron talk. Yeah, this episode may not get many views. But we'll, <laughs> we'll try to do what we can. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a little bit of a boost because people missed us from uh, la- from from uh, last week. last week. Yeah, maybe last so. Month. I think. Um, well, I mean that that's the first quantization, and then um, you kind of get the second quantization with the photon. You quantize the fields and shit. Right. So the f- second quantization is quantizing the field and the field's momentum in some sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you imagine a particle, particle like a uh, charged particle, charged mm-hmm. particles 
emit a field in some sense, if you want to look at it in a Newtonian way. And that field, I mean, not obviously, um, can be quantized. And people, and that's kind of the leading edge of today's theories. Quantum field theory is the modern framework of leading edge, like, theory of everything physics. Yeah. So quantizing the field, although it's not obvious, that's how you actually get these really powerful modern theories. And, you know, people talk about quantum field theory as the one of the most powerful theories ever devised. Yeah. Although, going to our topic, quantum uh, gravity, so there's a classical field theory for gravity that could be quantized with second quantization. Uh, it has not been done yet to a way that's consistent with all other theories of physics. So this is why it's the modern leading edge, and we don't exactly know how to complete it off. So let's get to the so let's get to an explanation though. So yeah. basically, what is quantum gravity? So like I said, a little bit hinting, I guess. Gravity is not. I mean, gravity is not quantized. It's just no. like a literally a whole. Gravity is a classical field theory. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I guess without really getting into the depths of what gravity our our evolution of understanding gravity uh-huh. it, it first started as well let's a, get into it a little bit okay let's get into it yeah. fuck it yeah i mean i mean newtonian gravity right you know we start there oh no we start with uh was it archimedes or some shit oh i don't even one know of those that. guys <laughs> thought that gravity was like it's like air or, I mean, it's like water. Well, those rat. guys were on some yeah, opium yeah. back then. I don't know what they were smoking. <laughs> Talking like, about things were made up of fire and water. Uh, right, the elements. <laughs> yeah. like, this is an episode of Captain Planet. What is this? <laughs> Shout out to Captain Planet. What a, right. what a hero. Um, no, but uh, <clears throat> I think the Greeks kind of had their own take on like why things, I mean, the, the, the sort of natural philosophers, mm-hmm. before we got into the analytical philosophers. Mm-hmm. Um, of Newtonian Oxymoron, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) I'm such an asshole to philosophers. Go ahead. (laughs) No, but Newton came around and was like, all right, hey, I I actually can't explain this using calculus, this thing that I invented. So he sided himself, which was a little bit, probably people were (laughs) side-eyeing at the time. (laughs) But when you're badass enough, I guess you can get away with it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it took a while for people to really... uh, catch on but you know other people were inventing calculus at the same time which was Leibniz or whatever so they all kind of came around and and um and there was also a pandemic at the time curious enough uh the time of Newton and that's when he discovered uh he wrote his uh his little theory about gravity or whatever yeah. <laughs> his little theory <laughs> well it's uh it's cute little theory it's cute little theory it's <laughs> f equals big g I mean, you'll see it in the textbooks today. It probably right. didn't look as nice, but F equals uh, G, uh, M, the mass, usually a, the Earth mm-hmm. or whatever large body that you're on, times the math of, mass of the object divided by the distances between uh, the center of mass of both objects. Squared, Squared. yes. Yeah. yeah, very key. Yeah, and so um, so that was, that was kind of a, a thing that took him a while to really get to, but it really explained how the motion of things uh, falling um, par- you get parabolic motion he, he kind of unraveled right. a bunch of things and we're like we figured it out right and they were able to even extend that to celestial bodies yeah. and that was kind of like the real mind-blowing moment where like oh shit this is some powerful stuff actually and that's kind of the first instance is showing that you know gravity is a classical theory you know and basically me saying classical theory a classical field theory is distinct from saying it's a quantum field theory because nothing's quantized. It all follows from Newtonian mechanics, classical mechanics, the world in which we understand very well intuitively. Yeah, the en- the energies are continuous. They're they're not discretized. You know, they're not discretized. Right. Like, uh, and what we mean by that is literally, quite literally, mathematically, putting something that's um, how would you say? Well, think of versus a digital clock versus an analog analog clock. There you go. Yeah. Continuous clocks would be like the the, the, the standard uh, circular clock. Thank you. Yeah, that ticks away, and then you have the discretized one, which would be the digital one, where the yeah, numbers like, just flip. Dude, that's perfect. I was trying to find something to there say there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so like you get a continuous, you know, gravity as we know it is a kind of like a continuous thing. It's mm-hmm. and yeah, um, and we see that the larger scales 
and uh, and then Newton. Well, sorry, that Newton's gravity lasts for quite some time until we get to uh, our boy mm-hmm. uh, Einstein. Exactly, Einstein. Yeah. Einstein, as we like to incorrectly pronounce. Oh, <laughs> wait, is that really how you pronounce his name? No. Oh, <laughs> that's the wrong way to say it. Is he you just know, not people a- always say Einstein? They always pr- screw up Einstein. Einstein. Yeah. But Ein is E I N, and then Stein is E is I E N. Oh well, he's not around to really say if I got it wrong. But that's yeah. it's just German, so it's like it doesn't matter if he's around to say it. That's yeah. what it is, you know. Right, right, right. Uh oh, we're getting Uh-oh. a little we're getting a little play here. Feedback. Hold on, hold on. But yeah, I mean Newton, our boy came in and was like, "Hey, uh, Einstein." Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Einstein was like, "I got in the crazy idea." Mm-hmm. You motherfuckers aren't ready for it. <laughs> I mean, it was world changing because everybody he, he created. Well, not he, but he sort of synthesized a lot of the math that was going on at the time, which was uh, stuff on was Romanian. Thank you, Romanian uh, geometry or geometry and uh, differential calculus. Yeah, so it was all kind of synthesizing towards this point, and he was like, maybe. Space. He already had some curious ideas about space and time, mm-hmm. but uh, and this is after he already did special relativity as well. So the yeah. man was in deep already in terms of relativity stuff. Yeah. So the so, general relativity is kind of his magnum opus. Um, that funnily enough, he never got a Nobel Prize or anything for. Arguably one of the most important works of the 20th century. Um, and yeah, he came up with general relativity, which is kind of the strong version of special relativity, where it includes the fact of talking about non-inertial reference frame, frames, and it talks about how massive objects basically warp space-time. Mm-hmm. So basically, one of the big profound things that Einstein figured out was that space and time are one and the same. So there's no distinction between space and time, really, if you want to look at the fundamentals of the universe. Mm-hmm. And that's already mind-blowing enough, because you're like, well, how the fuck does that make any sense? Like, how is space and time the same thing? Or how does space affect time? You know what I mean? Well, that, that's, yeah. That, you know what I mean? If you like want to ask, kinda, this, you wanna ask yeah. the more reasonable question, yeah. Right. Yeah. But and, I do. <laughs> it do. It do be like it is, man. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of crazy. Um and really, you could just say the fact that since speed of light is constant, just think of velocity equals distance over time. If velocity is constant, that means velocity never changes for light, right? Mm-hmm. So if velocity never changes for light, um, <clears throat> that means that you could rearrange the equation to be distance equals velocity times time for a photon. Mm-hmm. And... What that also says is the crazy thing that you figure out experimentally is light travels at the same exact speed no matter how fast you're going in any in any reference frame. So let's say if Juan was moving in a, you know, I don't know, what's your favorite car, Juan? Let's say a Maserati or okay. something. Okay, Juan's moving in a Maserati that travels near the speed of light. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and you measured the speed of light of a photon in his reference frame and then you measure the speed of light of that same photon in my reference frame mm. they're going the same speed yeah so it well, doesn't make any sense really no actually you know what you know what would make like less sense what if I was driving a Ford Pinto <laughs> <laughs> now defunct funked <laughs> Ford Pinto <laughs> That's just too crazy, man. We can't have that. <laughs> yeah, because it's believable that you're going fast in a Maserati, but right. Ford Pinto. <laughs> now you know we're screwed. <laughs> Insane. Things just don't make sense anymore. The world is not the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, this is, I mean, at the time people were just kind of sucking it up. They were just like, wow, this is crazy. Uh, right. I mean, he did come out of left field with that. And that was, yeah, but hold on. I didn't get to finish my oh, point, yeah, sure. though. So the fact that you measure this, the photon speed in Juan's mm-hmm. reference frame and my reference frame as the same exact speed, that means something's off here. And that means the only way that that can make sense if you look back at the equation is that space, the distance you're moving changes since distance equals the speed of light times time. So distance and time are completely related in the sense that now... Mm-hmm. 
you get this weird stuff where space is warping as you go faster mm-hmm. and time is warping as you go faster. So the faster you move, the slower your clock moves. Um, the shorter and also the get. shorter things get when I'm looking at you. Yeah, I don't want to go too much because I have to switch my brain into relativity yeah. mode, and I might say tell, the, the tell that to your partner when uh, you know if they're going too fast. <clears throat> hmm? For the <laughs> I'm going for a crude. Shh. I'm going for a crude joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm very saying, poorly delivered. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the joke is if. Fellas, if you go too fast, it gets shorter. Just know that. (laughs) (laughs) So do it. uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You 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 get get it. You can kind of put it together. (laughs) But anyway. Mm -hmm. So, God, we haven't even really talked about the topic. (laughs) We're getting there. We're getting there. So, yeah. So, But for those, I mean, we like to make the the shows self-contained. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so what's the so then what's the next step? So quantum marry, mechanics and gravity, you got to have them kiss. Need to align. They yeah. need to become one. They, Why you may ask? Because every other field of physics does it. So, you know, you you're trying to link all parts of physics together because this is one universe, right? And they should be described by one continuous thing. Quantum mechanics and general relativity are some of the greatest theories that have ever been devised. And pretty much are completely accurate with every experiment that we've done. Yeah. With pretty much no holes. And then you're like, what's broken? It's the fact that these regions where things are really undefined and where physics breaks down at these theories should be explainable with a theory of quantum gravity. So if you imagine the Planck length, which is like supposed to be the smallest distance that makes any sense for our theories regions below that size in theory should be describable. Once you find a, a accurate description of quantum gravity. Mm -hmm. So that would be during the epoch where the big, before the big bang or like at, at a, a, you know, at a certain time around the big bang. So of course you might say like, who cares about that? Right. But, yeah, who cares about that? <laughs> but it actually is important because, you know, as as we get more descriptions of nature and better understandings of how everything aligns, mm-hmm. uh, you get new technologies ultimately, even if it may not be immediately. And you also just get a better understanding of how everything works. So I think that's as good of a reason as any to really understand that. So then what you have to do is you have to look at you know, what is it exactly that you can do to find this quantum theory of gravity? Mm-hmm. And there are some interesting things. I had some first guesses. Um, and interesting, interestingly enough, there are actually quantum theories of gravity that already exist. Hmm. So people have already figured out how to quantize gravity, which you may be like, huh, how does that make sense? What's, yeah. the, what's the problem then? Well, the thing is, it's like there are these naive ways of quantizing gravity that don't actually hold up to higher scrutiny. So they won't produce certain results. They break down at certain energies. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are attempts that have been made to quantize gravity. There's several of them. I think Sabina even has a video, a couple of videos about this, like what is quantum gravity? Maybe like what are some experiments for quantum gravity? Mm-hmm. So you should check that out if you haven't watched them yet. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Juan, do you have any ideas of how you would attempt at quantizing gravity? I know it's kind of a hard question, especially since you haven't taken QFT. <laughs> but I wonder, do you have any thoughts, maybe initially, um, to put you on the spot a little bit? Quantizing gravity. Well, yeah. I would. Uh, it always comes in physics. We always just say, yeah, like, well, now we're gonna let's just quant. Let's assume quantization, and then see where things go. Mm-hmm. But the thing is. <clears throat> But already, you know of the techniques of first and second quantization. Sorry? But you know of the techniques of right. first and quant and second quantization. Right. But the thing is, I wouldn't know what, what to quantize in some way. Like, do you just go into GR? You go into the whole, you know, you quantize the fields in some way? Exactly. Pretty yeah. much. The, that's the first way they tried it, right? Oh, is it? So, yeah. Oh. So... That's kind of the natural way to think about it. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I started. And I don't even know really how far I can get with this podcast because in terms of elucidating knowledge, 
Because, I mean, it's pretty deep, right? That's that's kind of what you would go with first, and already that's the wrong approach. Yeah, the, re- the general relativity so, – so general relativity has its own master equation that gets you – the equations of motion, right? It's the uh, – it's the whole contraction – Einstein field equations or – Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying uh, – yeah, quantize the Einstein field equations essentially. That's an interesting – thing i didn't even think about that so i can't speak on it <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just saying you quantize that and then see what see what happens i honestly don't know enough we're gonna probably have to do an episode on that at some point on the einstein field equations because i don't really use them at all mm-hmm. you know we're not astronomers so no. we don't deal with that um that's almost like extracurricular for us yeah um no it literally is like right. we don't we don't have to yeah but i guess my first thought was we already know of a classical gravity field right we know that earth has this gravitational field in some sense. So why did I just quantize that? And that's kind of what people did. So it's kind of a scalar field that you can quantize. And then I thought, you know, is there any other... What does that mean? What do you mean by that? So a scalar field would be like a bosonic field. So then I kind of thought, you know, are there any other fields that it kind of could be analogous to the gravitational field? Mm-hmm. And, of course, the first thought would be like, okay, what would the gravity field have and what would be similar to another field? Mm-hmm. And of course, of course, your first thought will be the E and the EM fields, the electromagnetic yeah, it's fields. One over R squared. Right, exactly. And then another reason in it being that you know you could think of maybe the um, the graviton if you want to think of a particle associated with it, because you know the EM fields associated with a photon. So you can think maybe the graviton would be this massless particle, um, in the same sense like a like how it charges. Uh, their their exchange boson would be a photon. Mm-hmm. So you think of this hypothetical this hypothetical boson that's massless. Um, you think okay, and then uh, then you have to see. Uh, yeah, so of course there's another property of spin. Um, I don't want to touch too much on that though because I'm not entirely familiar. But what you can then do is well, the boson the photon has a zero spin, right? Uh, <clears throat> photon, I think, has spin one. Oh, spin one? I want to say, yeah. And I think the graviton has spin two, technically. Oh, interesting. I'm not exactly sure what that means. I could see the graviton being... Um, or why? Um, hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. The spin one is kind of a curious thing. Well, spin one makes a little bit of sense, I guess. I'm not sure oh, it's why because it is. it's because of the... Uh... But bosons have integer spin, that's all I know. Right, right, because they don't have... Because when you have... When you have, uh, sorry, half spins or something, it, yeah. it's it's more about how you you have rules now about how they fit. Right. Yeah, and half yeah. spins have mass, right? Right. So there is some link between half integral spin and massive particles. So we know right. that the graviton or whatever needs to be some kind of integral spin thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, massless. Um, otherwise, we could you know somehow detect it. Uh, well. Yeah, otherwise you would be able or to. Or no. Well, why would it have to be massless, actually? Well, I just said massless because um, we know that the gravitational field moves at the speed of light. And we know that the photon moves at the speed of light, right? So you can There's invoke those. There's a hint those. there. Yeah. yeah. So that's the hint of massless. Of course, I don't know if that's completely log- uh, logical because I think there was some debate about neutrinos moving at this light speed, but maybe that was why they debunked it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's interesting because I think but, you're right about that, though. Yeah, I think you're right about the fo- uh, the bosonic nature right. of this, the graviton. Right. So then, my first thought was, okay, let's look at the electromagnetic field quantization because that is something that we do know how to solve. Mm-hmm. Like that was solved already um, with quantum field theory. You can quantize the electromagnetic field, uh, quantize the electromagnetic field, and you can get out that. Um, you know, you can get out that uh, 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 quantized field. Mm-hmm. So you can do that with the gravity, the gravity field as well. And there's actually something I really interesting I learned from, uh, I want to say it was Wheeler's lectures at Reed College. He's got this lecture on classical field theory. You can actually um, correlate Maxwell's equations. You can write, this is actually crazy that I that I never even knew. You can actually write gravity like Maxwell's equations. 
So you know, like with Maxwell's equations, we have the E and the B field. So yeah. there's four equations: one for the E, or two for the E, and then two for the B field. A two in the E, two in the B. <laughs> As they say. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, that's but, my contribution to that. <laughs> but one's a divergence, uh-huh. and the other's a Stokes theorem. Oh, that's in, kind of an interesting synthesis of that. Right. Damn. And the interesting thing about that is you can do it with the gravitational field as well. Wow. So there's and sources and drains, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. And curls, whatever yeah. you call those, spinny Spins. things. Uh, well, whirlies, <laughs> spins, I don't know. But Twirlies, yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Twisters, maybe. Twister, no, I don't want to say that. Oh, <laughs> I don't here know we go. No, <laughs> Penrose already took that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you can replace, though, since mm-hmm. there's only one field with the gravitational field, right? Mm-hmm. Or one, yeah, one field with the gravitational field. We could just look at one divergence of one Stokes. Mm-hmm. So then you can naturally kind of assume, okay, let's use the one with the E field, since it's really similar to that, right? Since we know the gravity field looks a lot like the E field, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's this attractive potential, though it only has one charge. You could say because yeah. it's always attractive. Say source and a dr- well. Well, in this way, it, this case is always a drain, right? Yeah, yeah. It's always a drain because yeah. the, the gravitational f- uh, field never pr- repels, right? Despite what uh, Bob Lazar may say. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah. So you look at that. You replace the E field with the G. Mm-hmm. And you can replace it with some amount, some kind of constants. Yeah. And of course, then the um, the gravitational field has no Stokes term because uh, oh, I forget why that is now. Stokes, uh, the Stokes is um, is del cross. It's the flux. It's measuring like a flux, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess because it has no inducted, nothing's being induced on it. Right, right. Like with the B field, you can induce a magnetic field. Right. Or you can induce an E field with a magnetic field. Right. You're trying to, with the, the with Stokes, yeah, you're basically trying to, uh, you're summing the amount of field lines uh, penetrating a cross section. So, right? Am I right about that? <clears throat> Because you draw like a, a line, the integral. It's the integral sums the perimeter, and you look at the. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, I don't right. want to think that. Well, let me, deep <laughs> let's get too deep. I'm just me. remembering things. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm in a fugue state from. Uh, I'm just trying to keep it simple, drugs. conceptual. Right. We just know that the B field induces an E field. Right. And that's cool. the relation between the Stokes term. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. About cool. It. Cool. Cool. We know though. There's no. There's no other charge like that or no other field that does that with gravity, right? Right. We haven't seen it, so we'll just assume that it doesn't exist. Right. So then the Stokes term is zero for that. Yes. So del cross G is zero. So yeah. from that, you can infer, of course, when you have del cross some value, we know the identity that the divergence of a gradient is equal to zero, right? So yeah. you can immediately find that G is equal to some del of a potential. Yes. So that's one oh, equation. Yeah, interesting. And then you can actually find uh, using the, the divergence theorem. You can so it's actually like a gauge. You choose a what kind of gauge? No, you're not even choose? using a gauge. It's oh. even simpler than that. And then you can find from the divergence mm-hmm. of the gravitational field, you can actually get the Poisson relation, um, the del squared. Mm-hmm. The del squared phi is equal to some g term. And then from all that, you can even get the classical the classic expression for the gravitational field of negative g m over r squared is equal to little g which is kind of crazy so you actually have like these maxwell kind of like equations for gravity wow yeah i was like wow how have i never seen this before (laughs) wheeler coming in uh with coming in hot bro i mean he he wrote the tome on on gravity oh did he yeah oh i wasn't even aware yeah he wrote but that was like that's why I knew he was legit when I saw. It. I was like, oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, he, he's he's the OG. He's got, <clears throat> yeah, he knows his shit. I mean, there there was actually some talks about people saying that gravity is probably uh, uh, like it, it it's some electromagnetic phenomena or something. That's, I guess because that's, that's conspiratorial. That was the earlier that, no, but the earlier conceptions of like seeing the relationship between like, oh, the right. bosonic. They nature. wanted to be. I think right. Richard Feynman wanted that 
Oh, did he? Initially, yeah. Oh, interesting. They wanted that unification between gravity and electromagnetism, but didn't yeah, because out, right. And, and let me just say this, like, and it's because when you look at both of them, they both behave in a one over r squared behavior, meaning right. that, meaning that the closer you get to the source, the stronger the force is, and in a square way, right? Yeah, yeah, square distance, yeah, right, and. Uh, and I mean, you don't really see, and it, it just the parallels are striking, really. Yeah. I mean, you just point. They look to one. literally the same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just pointed to one that's yeah. Right. You never think about that, right? Because right. you're like, oh wow. So it's like these Maxwell's equations almost seem like something even more general. Like, it's just it's like it's like these relations follow for fields in general in some sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just I forget where my my whole point was for that, but. It's just interesting because you have that relation there, and you can uh-huh. kind of look at that as okay. I guess yeah. So the parallel is that there's like a relation between, or you would naturally assume that maybe there's a relation with how you quantize the EM field. You can right. quantize the gravitational field in a similar way. Right. But I guess the big problem, I guess, so I should talk about the problem with that. So the problem with the gravity quantization is you actually get it non-renormalizable. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what field mo- answer, equations answer. of motion? Yeah, yeah. or or, or, or field equations. Yeah, yeah field equations or something. Yeah, so they're non-renormalizable, which yeah. is basically just means that there's a bunch of infinities that show up. This is what happens with non-renormalizable Stuff. theories. Yeah, yeah, and that's a problem. And it happens when they're so, they have these self interactions, and those self interactions basically make it untenable. What do you mean by that? Because, like, for me, infinities mean that. I mean, we're trying to describe a finite reality, right? Yeah. We're trying to describe something that exists. Like, infinities right. mean that we'd get nonsense. Like, it's yeah. not it's not doing what we want it to do. Right. But what do you mean by, like, it's... Uh... Well, f- infinities basically just mean there's something in your theory that breaks down now. Mm. So maybe it could be right, but then you'd have to figure out a clever way to get rid of those infinities. And the clever way that people get rid of infinities in quantum field theory is renormalization, right? Mm-hmm. And renormalization is basically like it's it's this way of shifting around these constants. Like people love to use the the uh, the mass as the example. Like the mass shows up in this particular way in quantum field theories where they have to change the value of mass depending on the scale it's at. And this is part of renormalization. And once you figure out how to do this you can kind of sweep the infinities under the rug and you get a finite answer but i think some of this stuff and quote don't quote me on this this is this is a take with a grain of salt but i think it might have to do with experimental like you have to know some experimental values from this as well right maybe not though you you sort of cross check yeah but there's stronger versions of renormalization and there's more like powerful uh understandings of renormalization with the renormalization group mm-hmm. which tells you how to do these certain scales or how to change these constants over these particular scales as you scale your theory right so i don't want to speak too much on that because i don't understand renormalization enough but just know that the renormalization group is there as a rubric of some sort to guide how you're supposed to deal with infinities at certain scales Mm-hmm. And gravitation, unfortunately, does not follow this rubric, or at least the naive way to quantize the gravity field with this very uh, parallel approach to the EM field right. doesn't work, actually. Hmm. That's not good. Right. And there's other ways to do it. Um, like there's a, pertur- a perturbative method, I think, a perturbative method that Feynman has, and I think that's one of the more popular versions. And then there's also loop quantum gravity and string theory. String theory, I guess, would be the I guess string theory would be the most popular version. Yeah, string theory is the one that's like we can do it all. Right. And I mean, they <laughs> they kind of have achieved it. They have, right? Yeah. But it's just not clear whether that reality or whether that mathematical framework matches reality. Right. It just has so much, uh, so many assumptions and like. Um, so much baggage, mm-hmm. as some would say, uh, that you don't really know if it's just a waste of time and you're just making a mathematical framework that looks kind of like our universe. It could be our universe, but we're not necessarily sure if it is. Mm-hmm. Like string theory comes with a host of things like supersymmetry. It comes with 11 dimensions. It comes with some other crap that I'm not sure of. But Space-time being lumpy. 
Right. Lumpy so space time. Yeah. It's like all these assumptions, but they have no evidence. Like, show us some evidence, and then we can take it seriously. But that's why string theory gets flack. Yeah. So. Yeah, string theory. Uh, I mean, look, there's there's some people that think that that's what it is. Maldacen is probably the most freaking popular one. He's been talking about string theory, theory for, for a while. Right. I mean, it's the best theory we've got, right? Unfortunately. I mean, maybe not unfortunately. It's just that we need more, like, people need something to bring them in. It's like, uh, you need something to show that you're on the right track. And that usually is experimental evidence. Well, he made the bold claim once. I don't know if the video is still out there, but he said, we have evidence for strings in the LHC. How is that? I'll put it in the. I'll put it here. In the thing. <laughs> I highly doubt that. Yeah. Just to spoil he, he everyone. Said I think, he said but, that. He said that, and and I showed it to my professor, and he, he was laughed. in undergrad. He was like, <laughs> "I don't know what the hell he's talking." Yeah. About. <laughs> There's no evidence. If there was evidence, people would have already been talking about that. Yeah. Um, Which then made me think. Hmm. I don't want my two dads fighting over here. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. But but it's interesting that string theory solves that whole. Quant, uh, gravity quantization problem in its own way. What, what, um, what do you mean? Well, the way they solve it is by instead of invoking these um, quantized points, I guess, it's yeah. quantized strings. Right, right. So quantizing strings apparently solves a problem and then you add in all this extra baggage of 10 dimension or 11 dimensions and stuff yeah. and it fixes it. Voila. <laughs> strings. <all> takes. <laughs> hey, it goes back to I'm putting on my conspiracy hat. Right. Tesla, I mean, yeah, Tesla said it's all frequencies, man. It's all vibrations, dude. <laughs> Not in those words. Uh, but. Was I think that was the Big Lebowski, <laughs> the dude? <laughs> no, yeah. just, no but I mean, I, I've, funny enough, I haven't seen that movie, but I don't think it was even in the movie. I'm just. <laughs> oh well, Tesla was. Uh, I remember him saying that there was something about some people pull. I saw a quote somebody pull up where they were saying he's a he was the father of like string theory. I was like, what a what a hot take. Because Tesla? he was like, yeah. That's be, really stupid. But, it, but this is the people That's that love. That's a real big stretch. It's a Tesla fan page, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On truth.com. Yeah, exactly. I don't know <laughs> On why. On freeenergy.com. Thank you. I don't know why people, I don't know what the fanaticism is. I don't know if it's driven by uh, government or something. Like the, the Luthan, he's from Lithuania or. I don't know. He's Latvian or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but they have somebody has a vested interest in keeping him. <laughs> as... Tesla's PR team is going crazy, huh? <laughs> I think it's just the fact that um, he was the little guy for so long, mm-hmm. and you know, people who are like, especially conspiracy guys, are so drawn to that because they're like, "That's me." Yeah, like I'm gonna my, die. Yeah, like I'm that guy. Like I'm the genius that doesn't yeah. get recognized by. Right. The, the the scientists society. who are gatekeepers and they only want right. to, they expect me to do math. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to die in a hotel room right. penniless and I'm that guy. I'm the Sigma level right. grind set, dude. <laughs> so Tesla's like the actual version of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a that true people Sigma. Can latch, yeah, he's a true Sigma that uh, mm-hmm. beta Sigmas can latch onto. <laughs> I can't believe there's tears. There's yeah, there's different I, this tears. This is male now. astrology for real. <laughs> yeah, there's there's new tears dropping. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to string theory or fucking uh yeah. string theory. Yeah. It's um yeah, I mean uh, I mean quantum I, I've heard the loop quantum gravity. I, I'm not sure what that entails. Are you familiar with uh I can explain a little bit. So sure. loop quantum gravity is basically uh I think it's it's kind of what it sounds like where they use loops, kind of like string theory, I guess. But I don't I don't want to say exactly that's true. But loop quantum gravity, I know, is a weaker theory than string theory. Who's Although credited? it's its best next competitor. Mm-hmm. Who's credited for it? Uh, I just know that Rofelli is a huge proponent, and I know mm-hmm. that Lee Mullen is also a huge proponent. That's gotcha. all I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but loop quantum gravity is an alternative to. You know, like string theory, it's another it's another way to quantize gravity. Um, but all it does is quantize gravity. So they only seek to quantize gravity. It doesn't tell you anything else about any of the other uh, parts of physics, like general relativity, which is like one of the big, uh, what would you call it? One of the big... Uh, uh, big beasts. Well, it's one of the big gripes of the theory. Oh. So string theory actually ties in all the branches of, of physics, yes. right? 
Um, but Luke Quantum Gravity does not. So that's where it gets criticism. and only is directed at solving the problem of quantizing gravity. Well, and it does it successfully. Oh, so, well, I mean, it does its job. Right. But string theory also does it successfully. And string theory also does it with the other forces. Mm. So it's like, which one's better? Right? Gotcha. The real bad part about all these things is there's no evidence of any of them. Yeah, detecting the graviton, I think the the energy scales to detect a graviton, I think, are um, in theory too small. What is it? It's out of our energy. Yes, range. the energy the energies need to be much larger, right? They need to be on the order of like when the Big Bang happened. Yeah, um, we're saying that the graviton energy is really small in theory. That you would need to go to, we would need to accelerate to high energies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're saying, you would have to to be able to detect um, gravitons. You would have to build like accelerators the size of like Jupiter. We're, we'll get there. <laughs> Maybe that'd be kind of cool building <laughs> accelerator technology. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we could. It'll be it'll be a matter of time. But uh, so Bean actually did an interesting video talking about some of the experiments we could do for finding. Um, Gravitons? Uh, gravitons or oh, just, I mean, not gravitons, but at least for quantum gravity. And she actually had some good, interesting ones where she was talking about how um, uh, if you could just find a way to make a large enough collection of mass mm-hmm. that could be put in super superposition, mm-hmm. you can, in theory, then put that mass in superposition and see if you get gravity waves or if you get some kind of, yeah, some kind of gravity wave from both. Uh, hmm, I don't even know if I'm saying from this both, correctly. From both, uh, I'm probably saying this fucked up, so I don't okay. want to say it. But there's some superposition experiments you can do with gravity, and um, what made me think also of that was uh, I was trying to see. I don't know if this has any credence. Probably doesn't. I was just trying to brainstorm myself on some experiments mm-hmm. just for fun, and I was thinking, you know, what could we do? What did they do? Or what what, what happened when we were th- figuring about quantum mechanics? And, of course, one of the things was the uh, hydrogen spectrum, if you remember. It has that uh, double uh, spectral line. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, is it possible to find a gravitational wave spectrum? And I was like, maybe we could find a gravitational wave spectrum and then see from that if there's some kind of weird anomaly. And I don't even know if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it just was like a thought I had. Like, is there a such thing as a gravitational wave spectrum? And I mean, there should, there could be in theory, right? This is the only thing is there's no absorptions or emissions, I don't think, right? Because gravity waves don't get absorbed or emitted by anything. I mean, because they're not, well, that would be quantized, right? That would impl- impl- well, they're just not, they don't get absorbed or emitted, I don't think, by like electrons. Like ima- imagine right. a hydrogen atom. A hydrogen atom that has a photon gets absorbed by an electron. Yeah. Because electron is a charged particle that mediates photons. So then the gravitational wave would have to get emitted by, I guess, like by a mass or something, absorbed by a mass or something. Mm-hmm. But there's no quantized. Yeah, there's. I don't know what would be quantized in that. I guess the. the so maybe I guess it has to be absorbed by the field itself because the field is quantized in quantum gravity then. Yeah. I don't even know. I'm like, know. I'm like really Question, off yeah. in the deep end well, here, so I don't even know if that making, makes any sense. We're generating questions here. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I had a friend who, I don't know if this was a friend or someone had mentioned it to me, but they think we're being led astray. I don't know if I read this in a forum or something. Mm. Or or maybe there was like a paper or something that um, that maybe we should look at gravity as almost, because it's an emergent phenomena. Uh, there is that theory as well. That like, if it's a quantum phenomena... There's something with entanglement that's caught, like, because, I mean, you create masses when things get entangled and, mm-hmm. you know, we, we things start forming solid and blah, blah, blah. If we think about things that are massive, right, we think about uh, typically... Um, like celestial objects? No, no, like, like even small objects, like atoms have mass, right? Sure. And, and then even electrons have mass, fermions, whatever. Um, I'm trying to think of the bosons that have mass. Um... I can't think. Mm, I, maybe the, the, gluon? the most famous the gluon, one is, does. The gluon does. Okay. Yeah, because QCD, remember, they have self interactions. Right. That's one of their properties. I think that's because they are massful. Yeah. I'm not sure though. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, I just couldn't, <laughs> I'm not really great at particle physics, but the the point is that um, 
they think that maybe there's something in entanglement that is sort of, uh, there's maybe some kind of information exchange or a particle sort of exchange going on. Some property of entanglement is creating gravity an emergence of gravity yeah okay or something that's their take but it's like hard to really i mean i saw you showed me a, we saw a video that was kind of hinting at this a little bit it's like not the, sure the analogy of temperature and and particles like i don't think i was paying attention oh, okay. <laughs> well the the analogy is that you know temperature is a is a an emergent phenomenon that mm-hmm. comes from how particles are you know air molecules are colliding with each other and we sense that that thing but it's it's emergent from these little small scale vibrations that happen at the atomic scale so mm. it, it's yeah and it looks like i mean it's real temperature is real i mean we we detect and we right you know we has utility i guess but but i guess <clears throat> you're saying the collection of objects kind of results in a temperature that's measurable yeah, and gravity, that there's a take out there that gravity is emergent in this similar way. Right. There is that theory I saw on um, Sabina's yeah. uh, channel talking about emergent gravity. Although I didn't explore it, so I can't really speak on it yeah. with any kind of uh, enlightening. And that answers. one is more of like, I kind of look at it as kind of the Copenhagen kind of thing. It's like, why not both? It's kind of like the, <laughs> well, it grab, I mean, quantum can ex- exist in its own realm and then general relativity exists in its own realm and that's how it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but the thing is, I like these are grayscales of like right. zoom in and zoom out kind of thing. So I'm I'm tempted to dismiss that a little bit because mm-hmm. we already know that GR kind of can work on on quantum scales. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at a quantum part, I think they did a recent experiment on this where they can show the time dilation between like the top part of a cesium atom and the yes, bottom part I saw of something. That. So yeah, like. Yeah. The general relativistic effects are already at that scale of like molecular or atomic scale. So to me, it just seems like it's probably going to keep going. And you should have an instance where you can look at quantum objects and GR at the same time then. It only makes sense. It's like, yeah, or at least to me it does. I My, my intuition goes there. Because, right, because it's know, affecting, you're saying it's affecting things at the quantum scale. Yeah. Um, or time dilation affects things at the quantum scale, which right. means that there's some kind of mediation of infra- like there's some kind of general relativistic effect uh, on effect on even space time between two points, which has to do with an atom. That's right. kind of wild. I don't even think that's kind right. Of, yeah. So it's like it has to be able to exist at that scale. I would think maybe the question would be how it affects. Uh, electron, electrons. Sorry, <clears throat> how it affects electrons? Oh, it's a Dirac equation. <laughs> well, that's the the special relativity. That's the special relativity. Yeah. yeah. If you want to talk that specifically, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe the we, GR is the problem. Yeah, we didn't talk about it, but uh, the Dirac equation is sort of the relativistic. Yeah, the sorry. the Dirac equation is basically the relativistic. Uh, answer to quantum mechanics yeah, in the sense of special relativistic, so mm-hmm. high speeds. So special relativity and general relativity are distinguished by special relativity has to do with high speed and general relativity typically has to do with spending of space-time. The reason they're linked is because they both have these same kind of effects uh, in terms of time dilation and uh, mm-hmm. lower and uh, length contraction um, but yeah, they can almost be looked at sometimes as two different things sometimes because special relativity has to do with fast moving objects and general relativity has to do with, uh, things in gravity, gravity wells or gravitational potentials. Yeah. I think, um, and the, I mean, we know that, I mean, Schrodinger's equation has mass in it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, but what the fuck gravity, I think is just, it's, uh, there was there was a couple physicists that were proposing we do quantum experiments in uh, the ISS. Okay. To see what the fuck is going on. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I think like they, what, like the classic double slit or something. Um, how would that help? I, I don't anything? know. I I think they're I think it's called the GRW 
um, interpret. It's like an interpretation of quantum mechanics. They they kind of talk about how maybe gravity causes collapse in some way. Mm. The, the the force quantum states on it because if gravity does act on massive objects, it's going to act on quantum systems as well. But there's a lot of proponents that are against it because it's like, well, the masses are so small and light. Yeah. I mean, the the bigger force between them is yeah the electro um, magnetic force yeah. yeah. That's why we can get away with all this stuff because the gravity force is so weak, right? It's like you don't even need to, need to really take it into consideration at the quantum scales because, you know, the electromagnetic force, strong force, you know, even weak force, all yeah. larger than gravity. Yeah, especially at those the, the, the scales of mass that are interacting with each other, so yeah. so small. Right. It's, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's why kind of we've gone so long without really caring about, right? We've gone so long, like. like We've gone so long not caring about integrating the two. Yeah. Because they don't really interact with each other. Right. Yeah. And we've gotten to the point where we've kind of explored both ends of the spectrum so deeply now that we have... This is all we got left in some sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. In order to make things make sense. Yeah, I mean... Because uh, the other theories... I mean, the other regimes are just so well tamped down and just so, you know, well fleshed out, you know? The only new ground you're going to make is by exploring this weird space that kind of seems irrelevant, but mm -hmm. I have a feeling it would unlock some crazy shit if we really figured it out. Yeah, I mean, if the aliens come and finally show themselves, they're a little bit... <laughs> they're shy. Who would have thought? Aliens are That's the key. They're like, once you've figured out the uh, full scope of the universe and you have unified gravity and yeah. uh, or GR and quantum mechanics, then you're in the club. Yeah, the Galactic I mean, Federation dang. welcomes you. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it's like a golf club. It's like a, what is it called? Yeah, it's like a golf club, right? It's like you reach a like certain country level. club. Yeah, thank you, country club. <laughs> it's the Galactic Country Club. Yeah, you get golf clubs at country clubs, <laughs> or you use them at country clubs. Yeah, you get gravity technology when you when you reach a level. Right. Now, I, I mean, let's be honest. Aliens have all but been confirmed. Um, <laughs> By uh, Jeremy Corbell? <laughs> <laughs> no, the U.S. government. I think I think enough has leaked out already. Where it's like, yeah, they. Eh, you don't not think confirmed. So? You can't say that. Well, it's way too strong. All but I'm saying all but confirmed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Even but, that's uh, really dubious to say. But it would be funny if aliens not were even like. Close. But it'd be funny if aliens were even like, we don't. What, what are you talking about? Quantizing gravity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're just like we built. Right. We have this thing and we just use it. <laughs> they're like the other aliens before us gave us this stuff yeah. <laughs> we don't know imagine us like being like they have all the answers but they literally just right. they're just as clueless as we are or it'd be funny if like it's like just like uh, technology is not um, is not as logically progressive or not as uh, sequential you mean yeah it's not as sequential as you would think and they like master gravity and then they just are like completely clueless about like smartphones and like electromagnetism <laughs> right yeah it's <laughs> they're like you have what <laughs> no because I mean like if okay bio, on a biological level let's say they have some weird biology where they can I mean the, the idea is that they can communicate telepathically sure and stuff. then you wouldn't need to talk or whatever the fuck ah, or, right you know so what they I mean? just didn't even bother they're like yeah eh. phones who cares <laughs> quantum mechanics who cares but this gravity shit yeah yeah you know what i mean like they, right right I mean, we, we, yeah i mean <laughs> it could be that they don't even know what the hell right that stuff is it would seem unlikely to me though but maybe i mean because it just seems so much easier to get the other ones I mean, I'm but just is that saying, just from hindsight? I don't well, because like, I mean, pff, gravity is kind of a gravity's just so gravity's weird. more uh, gravity's more self-evident than quantum mechanics to me. It is in the beginning, right? But that's what I'm saying. But, Maybe as a civilization, do you think people can get? I don't know, man. Because like the know. other ones just have so much more testability. Like the fact that the force of gravity is so weak is one of the biggest issues with it. Yeah, it is. Because it's so hard to test anything at that level. Because yeah. you have to have such crazy energies, you can't test anything. Mm -hmm. And really, to get any real progress, like you have to have theory in lockstep kind of with experiment, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how you get big progress on things. Electromagnetism, we can detect it. We can do experiments with it. We get all kinds of shit like Faraday's Law, Ampere's Law, Gauss's Law, all these things, these cool, crazy phenomenon. 
That's we, why it's one of the ones we figured out first in right. completion. And you're saying we just got to the detection level of gravi- gravity waves. Right, right? exactly, yeah. exactly. And then we had like strong force even in weak force. Like you can see weak force decays like mm-hmm. radiation and stuff, beta decay. Strong force you can measure. It's a very strong force. You can do experiments with that. Mm-hmm. Gravity is just so weak. That's the problem. It's just too weak to do experiments with. Yeah, and it's crazy. Actually, that just made me think, man, we really just started detecting gravitational waves. Right. But maybe that was one of the keys because maybe yeah. the aliens just – because the gravitational wave observatory is not that crazy, I don't think. It's just a Michelson interferometer. Right. Basically. But but it's so – but I'm saying like detecting it is the step, the first step essentially. Yeah. But maybe that's uh, maybe maybe gravity isn't so crazy. Maybe we just didn't have the right tools, right? Because now that I'm thinking about it, the Michelson interferometer does seem kind of baby mode if you really think about it. Because <laughs> it's so understandable. It's just literally the the length contraction between the two arms and measuring the dis- the differences between those. And it's a Michael it's a Michelson interferometer for gravity waves. It's not that insane. Mm-hmm. It's hard to build because gravity is so sensitive. But the theory of it is very easily under easily understandable, mm-hmm. like by a beginning undergraduate student. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe we're just really baby mode on gravity. Yeah, we just we're, <laughs> we just we're like we're detecting we're just it, starting. but we don't know what the hell because it's easier to see with E and M. Like it's it's easy to detect E and M waves yeah. and have questions about what it is. Right. And there's just so much like play with E and M. Like it just for us it makes so much sense, right? Because magnets yeah. even in. Ben Franklin is kite, you know, with electricity. There's just yeah. so many ways to play Maybe with we haven't thought about it enough. I think maybe you're right. Maybe we just haven't haven't thought about it enough. Yeah. It's probably it might be cuz maybe we just had more more to do with the E&M. It just was more cool and we fun. Spend more time. time on it. Yeah. <laughs> Gravity is kind of like, ah, who cares, right? It's like once we've got it, we're like, yeah, we're on the earth. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, planets move with gravity. We get it. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> maybe maybe the conceit was that it was simple, right? Yeah, that, maybe so. Because it yeah. is like the first thing we came we yeah. discovered, right? With any kind of real like gusto. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> it's like, oh, we got this. Now we're now we're gonna find this weird. Anyway, shit let's like yeah, let's move on. It's the first toy you played with, and then yeah, come back to it years later. You're like. I didn't know it had this. This is kind of cool. <laughs> right. Or like the video game when you were a kid that you never quite beat. And then you're like discovering yeah. like new moves. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can totally. There's a double jump in this game. Yeah. Like games that used to be really hard to beat. You just, you go back, you're like, oh, man, this was kind of right. easier than I thought. <clears throat> and then you go back and just beat the whole thing. You're like, wow, I have the intellectual capacity now to understand what was happening here. <laughs> Maybe that's kind of what we did with gravity. We're just like, it's uh we can't explain other stuff, but right. this stuff. I mean, because truthfully speaking, GR was, I mean, we're coming up on 100 years of GR, mm-hmm. right? Close to a century. I think you're right. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's just not a long time. It's a very fresh uh, thing. and So maybe the moral of this podcast, I kind of like this, that maybe we need to have a lot more creativity going into gravitational experiments. Yeah. If we can maybe have more creative minds churning out more experiments of how we can detect gravity and how we can manipulate gravity, maybe that's the key. Maybe that's how we get unstuck. I think we're too focused and lost in theory, and that's a dead end. We need more experimental understanding. Experimenting with gravity, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how you really get anything, right? Right. Quantum mechanics was easy to experiment on, but... Right. We just got to the detection level of gravity, but if y'all motherfuckers can think of something, you know what <laughs> right, I mean? We need to put our brains together for more uh, experimentation. Right. I just don't we need know. Ed Wittens, the Edwins of the lab, you know? Right. Yeah, we, we really do. I mean, think, trying to think of an experiment. I, you, I guess you said Sabine said that she, Sabine had Yeah, Sabine made. had a couple really good ones on yeah. there. That's what got me thinking about the whole gravitational wave spectrum and whatnot. Right, right. That's a, that's know. an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pff, go for it. Let's do it. But, uh, I don't know about us, but... Well, yeah, I don't know about us. But if, if you folks have any... Uh, we need more Patreon money for that. We do. Uh, but if you folks have any comments, um, maybe you have your own quantum gravity uh, take, or maybe you yeah. have a gravity experiment that would be interesting. Oh, that would be badass. If you could think of a gravitational wave experiment, or just maybe elucidate on us some on some uh, experiments that would be great 
Yeah, drop it in the comments below. Mm. Yeah. And hopefully this episode was bearable because I just felt so... Uh, we're both... Rambling uh, and yeah, sick. We're, we're both sick, but, you know, we made it We made it work. Yeah. And uh, you might hear a loud hissing in the background, but that's... <laughs> it's our snake. That's our... That's our, <laughs> it's our the, pet I guess, python. Our pet python. <laughs> woke up from hibernation. Um, but don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. Yes. Check out iGetBros.com, iGetBros on Instagram, iGetBros on Twitter, iGetBros2 on TikTok. And Patreon subscribers, thank you guys once again. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to join our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash eigenbros. And we'll see you next time, and guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. Later. <laughs>